0: In this week's episode of Studio Inter we'll be discussing the crisis at Inter. We'll be discussing the uh, Pioli sacking, uh, who Inter will appoint, this week's Moji Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only at sempre <laughs>
1: Il principe entra in area, è solo, il tiro, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol. Con Ronaldo, a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo, per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro,
0: violentissimo, è lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti. La prima
1: squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter, l'Inter vince. E dillo campione d'Europa, campioni d'Europa, campioni d'Europa, campioni
0: d'Europa. Welcome back to another edition of uh, Studio Inter. Uh, We've been away a few weeks due to different different, uh, issues with uh, health and uh, stuff like that and technical issues etc. But now we've got everyone in the same place at the same time near a computer. And we're really happy to be back again, so please hope you bear with us uh, as we kick off again towards the end of the season. Uh, And starting with uh, the uh, president of uh, April Summer's Canadian Fan Club, the founder and president, Mr. uh, (laughs) Mr. Max DeLuca.
2: Hey guys, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good. How's it it all holding up? How are you holding up?
2: Well... 21 degrees Celsius here in sunny Canada, it's going to be 29 degrees tomorrow, so at least we have that.
0: That's amazing. So basically what you're saying is that Canada has summer, whereas Sweden has snow.
2: That's (laughs) exactly what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh joy! (laughs) Sunny Canada! (laughs) And uh, also chuckling there is uh, our favorite commentator in the world, Mr. Eduardo Del Monte. Welcome!
1: Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, the 10-day forecaster in London is not good. After a few encouraging days, so I guess the forecast is... uh Ah, uh, it's towing the Inter Milan line. I don't know, and I'm never going to call them Inter Milan again. By the way, that was, <laughs> that
0: was yeah, please that was, stop doing yeah. that. Uh, that's something just... that I've been telling people to not do. They're not, we're not calling. Inter Problem Inter is, it is
1: actually our name. Like we are FCIM, but yeah, no one in Italy uses that. So why should we? No, yeah, we're I don't
0: Inter. Know. We're Inter. That's it. We're Inter. Inter, Inter Milan is just this kind of. It's got this kind of nineties vibe to it. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, it's like Inter Milan, you know, Oasis. No, 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 it's over, move on. Let's go, let's, let's, let's you know. On Oasis
1: Manchester.
0: <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> I love that when yeah. Americans say, don't say Manchester, say Manchester. <laughs> it's lovely put the emphasis. <laughs> right, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's, let's fight, what, two seconds in and we're already, uh, we've already derailed ourselves. Right, um, so since last we spoke... What's been happening, boys? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it's like, <laughs> it wasn't going exactly well last time we recorded this. And then everything just went completely shit. I mean, we've, Inter have, I think when it comes to records, had the worst form since 1947, 1948, with only two points and eight matches. We're a relegation candidate, if we, if we just go on the, on the form-wise of the last eight games. And I think that, the, this, the, the, that this could go on for quite a bit yet, for the last two games as well, because we've got Lazio away, which I think Lazio will win. And uh, then, then the yeah. last game at home, I think it's Udinese. Um, and, well, you know, Udi- we all remember the last game of the season, last time we had this situation when we played against Udinese. It was 2-5, wasn't it? During the Stramaccone season. Oh my God! So, oh, but God. I remember I gotta give credit where credit is due. Uh, I remember when after the Derby, uh, I think it was before the Derby or after the Derby when we recorded with Marcoppi, I think it was before the Derby uh, when uh, when you said Max that you've seen this movie too too many times before, um, and yeah, we have. They've completely given up, and it cost Pioli his job. So let's start at the Pioli sacking. There's so much I want to talk about here. I, I don't even know where to begin, but okay, let's start this. Do you, think uh, it, do you think it was the right move to do to sack Pioli before the end of the season, uh, Max?
2: Well, we had no choice with the, with the run of form uh, enters on. I mean, since uh, the 7-1 victory over Atalanta in uh, mid-March, we haven't won. Like you said, I, this is the longest winless streak in 35 years. Like, that's not normal, coming off your biggest win of the season. Um, there's something going on in the dressing room. I have no inside information, but, uh, I mean, even if Inter gets a couple wins uh, uh, in the last uh, couple games, Pioli saves his job. Um, Pioli forced the hand uh, of Sooning. There's no way we uh, could keep him on. Not like this. He, he's lost. A, I, I tweeted this. I think he's lost the dressing room. I mean, it's not a blueprint for success to keep on firing managers. I think it's the 10th manager um, since Mourinho left uh, in 2010. Like, that's insane. You can't, you can't build a, a successful club like that. Um, put it this way. Um, we're 29 points behind Juventus. <laughs> Last year, we finished 24 points. In 2014, 15, 32 points. And in 2013, 14, 29 points. Like I don't think it's the manager, but he he didn't leave us any choice with the uh, with this winless run. Uh, he Look, he forced Suningtan.
0: Let me let me let me let me put it to you this way. Well, okay, fine. We all knew he was not going to be there next season. There was no doubt about that. But why sack him when there's so little to play for? You know what I mean? Like why? I mean, if, 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 every, if, they, if the players had already given up, if, if, if he'd lost the dressing room, and also this, this notion of him losing the dressing room after having won 7-1 is just insane because, what, they had, they had too, big of too much success? I mean, I, I don't get that. Why would he... Like, it doesn't make any sense. But then again, as you say, given the, the, the run of form, something had to happen. And Pioli was never Suning's first choice. But, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Eduardo?
1: It's a bit of a difficult one, but after the 7-1, we still do go and draw 2-2 away to Torino. That was quite a reasonable game, but I think they were able to take the game to us. What happens is, gradually, afterwards, we, I think what doesn't help, and I think you sort of infer this from comments made by Medell and D'Ambrosio, were that basically, you know, we won all those games in a row. At one stage, it was 9-7 in Serie A, and we basically didn't gain any ground whatsoever compared to the teams ahead of us in Napoli and Roma. And I think they basically sort of let it... They implied that there was no progress and that the players kind of reined it in. Um, I personally think the players' mentality can be especially sort of criticised for games like... for games like the Genoa loss, the Sassuolo loss, to an extent Fiorentina in the second half, Crotone. I think those are the real problems, because if it wasn't a big game uh yeah you didn't really see the guys show up uh this is something that i initially didn't believe uh because i look at that dressing room and think Inter Milan's problem is they have too many of these motivated guys and not enough people who are actually good at their jobs you know d'ambrosio is perfectly motivated medel is perfectly motivated <laughs> but they've played like they've played like fecal matter over the last few weeks well uh, d'ambrosio not so much medel i think d'ambrosio is not very good in general yeah but i think, um, he, I think he's
0: just generally made up of fecal matter Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's
1: why he always... You know, it's about all the sunbeds. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a combination of factors, certainly. But I, I find it quite alarming that... Uh, I don't know if it's just a combination of losses, but, you know, the Gazetta have... Whipped out quite a few lists, and Ben Boucher said this. He was like, "Well, I would actually wanted fifteen players to be cut from this squad a few months ago, and now all of a sudden the gazetta agrees. the gazetta said, well we 're going to keep a few players, and a few guys are uncertain, but there 's a lot of players who Inter Milan don 't want anymore, and i 'm not sure to what extent it 's just because they 're not good enough, and to what extent it's they 've thrown in the towel i don't I know it 's but... not
0: the first time these group of players are thrown in the towel and it's not, yeah. you know, this, this team is so poorly built uh, from, from, from that aspect in the sense that um, if you remember when we beat Juventus 3 1 at the Juventus Stadium, when we ended their uh, uh, unbeaten streak, that's, <coughs> th- that's when, that's when uh, Inter's problem started at the And the same thing here. We went something, you we did something amazing, and then the colla- immediately comes the collapse. You know, if this was a one off thing, then b- b- this is something that Inter have had problems with since. Basically, since 2012. It's, yeah. been, it's been a collapse, complete collapse, time and time and time again. And I think that the reason why this has happened is because they've had so many changes. The, the players haven't had to take responsibility for anything. It's been always the coaches. Uh, it started already with Benitez. Things didn't go well, sacked him in with Leonardo. Leonardo, he did well, he did really well. We almost won the title that year, won the Copa. Uh, and then he wanted to leave to become a sporting director at PSG. And then we brought in Gasperini, which was a disaster waiting to happen. We didn't give him the players he wants. And then they, you know, when the players that famous when Cambiasso takes responsibility and says we're not playing a three, you know, in the Novara game, when he goes back to a back four without even listening to Gasperini, uh, that that was Gasperini out. And then it's been continuous like this. That the players have never ever had to. They they're the ones in charge of the club instead of the other way around and that's what what's kind of scary um and that's that's what we see i think to this season is a brilliant brilliant example of that of the players dictating it now i think it's 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 pretty absurd to to say that you need to sell 15 players whether or no, no matter who says it uh because you know if you, exactly,
1: how are you going to get rid of so many players and replace them? This no, is crazy. No, that's, but that's,
0: that's, just, that's just mental talk, you know. That, that's the kind of talk you hear from people who are sitting in their own urine, begging for change in the subway. I mean, I think we should raise, <laughs> I think we should raise elevate our level a little bit from that. No, but I mean, no. But basically, w- the problem with Inter is, is, is that it's not just the players, it's, it's kind of also the direct, it, it's, it's kind of, it's a red thread that goes through everything of the club. You know, there's no organisation. There hasn't been any organization, any structure, exactly. anything for the past almost a decade until Suning kicked the uh, kicked, uh, Debor out and took control of things and have been doing an excellent job. If you, I mean, people forget that, you know, I understand that fans are pissed off because of what has happened, because it's been seven years now, but Suning haven't been here for seven years. Suning have been here for almost 10 months. And if you look at what they've done in those 10 months, compared to where we were 10 months ago, off and on the pitch, you can't tell me that the squad doesn't look better on paper uh, ten, you know, now compared to last year. You can't tell me that mm. financially Inter aren't doing better now than 10 months ago. You can't tell me that, that when it comes to the direct, uh, director position and, and what's happening at the club with Sabatini coming in, that we're not better off now than we were 10 months ago. I think that's how you need to look at this. Uh, sure. the change
1: will have to be gradual I agree with that no, even on the Mancini you saw a weeding out gradually of,
0: exactly the thing is Inter
1: Milan have so many bad Inter have so many bad players that we need to be weeded out gradually it's the exactly. only way exactly
0: exactly and, and also that's, that's, that's precisely what I mean I mean, and, but if you look at where we were ten months ago and where we are now yes this season has been a disaster but anyone, everyone told you, I mean, we were all, I, I, I said it at the beginning of the season, usually our season ends in, in, in January, this season, this, this year we managed to destroy it even in August by the ridiculous appointment of Frank De Boer. You know, that was, that was, that was just not going to go down well at all. Uh, you know, anyone with half a brain would, would, would understand that. But, so, we, so that, you know, I think this season is very special. I think the way that it started... Uh, the the, the summer the summer transfer window where where they you know when Suning came in when when Tohir was running the show but it was Suning it was a lot of confusion Mancini got furious decided to resign because he he couldn't he didn't want to have it like this which God bless him you know he was completely right and then uh, they brought in De Boer De Boer was a complete disaster Pioli stabilized the ship did a really really good job in the beginning up until uh, the two two match against Torino and then you know i then everything just fell to pieces because it was only ever a band aid on a gunshot wound, and you can only disguise these faults for for a little for for some time. I think now the wheels have really come off I agree. And the engi- and the and the engine has flown out and and now now all the you know the sun is shining on all the little nooks and crannies, and we can see that this was you know <laughs> this was just never this was just a mishmash uh, and you can see everything that's not working and I think that what Suning have done, with the appointment of Sabatini, if they want to bring in someone like Oriali, whether it's Oriali or if it's someone else, well, but just that they want to strengthen that side of the, 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 the footballing directorial position in terms of balancing out, the next coach will have, you know, uh, wh- whoever it is, they need to back that guy all the way, you know, 110%. And not make that guy feel both in terms of outwards and inwards as the seventh or eighth choice. Because that gives that coach a very little, uh, a little capital inside the club and outside the club. They need, to, they need to find their man and they need to stick with him and back him all the way. And really back him all the way. Um, and, and also, if they bring all these people that they said they wanted to bring in as a kind of, you know, Oriali, as a kind of link between the, the, co- between the team, the board, etc. If they want to bring in, you know, some other people to help Auxilio and also Sabatini as this kind of CEO of Suning Sports, I, I think that's, that's brilliant. And if you compare that to 10 months ago, it's a no-brainer of how much better we are now. So I actually think that with a little bit of patience, and if Suning continue to go down the, thre- down the path that they have decided to go i mean this suning have done in, done more in ten months than Tahir have done in seven years you know I think the the, the, the this this the, the mess that we 're in now the seeds of that mess was planted when Tahir took over the club with borrowed money uh, you know just to just to kind of you know because Inter has nothing been nothing more than a, than a than a business venture for him where he 's made billions millions of uh, millions of euros and he 's going to make much much more so I think the wheels, the reason why the wheels came off, you can, you can trace back five, six, seven years. Now, I think that this is, this is the revolution that Inter have been waiting for, or Inter fans have been waiting for for almost a decade now. And Suning have already started it. Um, whether or not, you know, Simeone, Conte, whoever comes in, th- it needs to be the start of something new. It really needs to be the start of something new. It really needs to be a mercato where this coach gets what he wants. You know, not like Mazzari, who for three months asks for two or three fullbacks and then doesn't get any. You know, that be, it can't be like that. If, if that, and, but, and that's also why I'm kind of a little bit encouraged. And I'll get to this a bit later, that it's Sabatini is there when I hear the name uh, Spalletti. Because Sabatini knows what Spalletti wants, how he works. Uh, and I think that's an encouraging uh, encouraging thought. But I, I digress. Let's, let's stay on the topic. Um, what do you think, uh, Max?
2: Well, in hindsight, if you uh, part ways with your manager two or three weeks before the season even starts and eighth place finishes, it's not surprising, is it? No. But, yeah, um, that's kind of to be expected. Um, but for me, and I think for, I don't want to speak for all Inter fans, but uh, just this, the most frustrating part is the way it happened, and like I said, like coming off your biggest win of the season, a seven-one pounding of a team that's ahead of you in the table, still fighting for a Champions League spot, and then you just they just wave the white flag. Uh, uh, but you had a very optimistic <laughs> review there. You do, you do think there's a revolution at Inter, and I agree wholeheartedly with uh, with that opinion. Um, I think that uh, winning run from December to February was. Potemkin village of sorts, and it was ready to blow over at the first sign of uh, of any trouble, and trouble came, and we just waved our tiny white flag. And here we are again talking. I know you don't like this phrase, but another year zero. So <laughs> I mean, I've seen this movie before. I told you, and uh, yeah, we all have. There are some there are some things to 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 be positive about. Funny enough, I mean, we're in the midst of a historic collapse. Uh, we're the laughing stock of Syria uh, once again, um, but. And it's a big but. I think, I think uh, greener pastures are ahead. You can call me crazy or, uh, I mean, that's the interesting way, uh, but uh, like you said, there's, there's stuff to look forward to, and um, with Sunning uh, pulling the strings and Zhang, um, this is a very important mercato, and hopefully we can nail it, starting with our manager.
0: Yeah, um, I think uh, I wanted to get into the positive side as well uh, with you, uh, but, but before we do, I think we gotta kind of end the misery part um, in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <we laughs> let's get let's get all that shit out of our system. <laughs> so we, can, uh, <laughs> and then we can look look forward. No, but uh, I, I think that the problem for me, again, as I said, if you guys remember this time, season, we went like on an eight-nine game win. Uh, Streak winning streak and then beat Juventus away 3 1, and then everything collapsed. Same thing here, we went on a 9 10 game winning streak. We beat Atalanta, our closest uh, rival at the time, 7 1, completely annihilated them, and then everything crashes. That's what I mean. That the, it, it, it's not just you know, this movie has been seen several times before in so many different ways, and I think it's got to do with a, that that has to do with got to do with the mentality of this team more than anything else absolutely I
2: mean, absolutely I mean, inter guess, has a fragile psyche that's that's who we are unfortunately
0: yeah and, and, and that's where we get into it that okay what how do we do to to, to how do we how do we combat this um, you know if we need to get i mean the, the names of the players that need to leave are the dembrosios the nagatomos the you know Ranocchias, but they, I mean, it doesn't seem like D'Ambrosio's going anywhere. He just he signed an extension this season. Nagatomo's got a contract until the 2019. I mean, you know, Ranocchia was destined to stay up for, with Hull. They, they played really well for like six months. And I think the Premier League is where he should stay. Now, whether or not he does that or not is something else. But, but still, I think, do we... That's the question I want to ask you guys, starting with you, Eduardo. This, the mental strength of this team—is that something that is built up by just bringing in new players, or is it new players together with a new coach and new management? Uh, do they need a mental coach? Like, how do you see the mentality of this squad changing? Because that's where I think the root problem is.
1: I think it's more to do with long-term planning. I mean, teams become mentally strong by winning. They become mentally strong by being managed properly, not too many changes, not firing your coach every year. Uh, to a certain extent, I think Inter's problems are a lot as well. To technical issues, you could only hide so many defaults for so long. So then blaming the mentality, I think, is pointless when you just haven't got a very good team. And I think we overestimated how good Inter's team was in the first place. This kind of stuff has to ha- happen gradually. And I think us as Interlistas have expected a turnaround Uh, for too long, and we've expected one especially too quickly. We think that we can just turn it around in one season, and that's why I think I wrote recently that the Contes and the Simeones of this world, what is so good about them is that they can can cause a very quick, very quick turnaround. They've just been able to completely revolutionise teams that were stuck in the mud beforehand. I don't think that's necessarily realistic. Even if we hire those two guys, we need to be consistent and stick with our guns. No matter what is happening, we need to sort of keep you know, keep plugging away without letting ourselves get destabilized too much. In Inter's case, I think that, you know, the Torino games, even the Stramaccioni situation you were talking about earlier, you know, the, da- the decline, initially at least, happens with a couple of bad results that owe probably to the fact that your team isn't very good in the first place. And Inter beating Juventus 3-1 back then is probably more of a mid-table team beating Juventus than it is a, a waking giant finally sort of returning to the promised land. It's just not a freak result, but it's it's a result that you can't repeat consistently. Uh, you know, a smaller team beating a bigger one, basically. Um, a mental coach, I'm all for. Leonardo Bonucci had one for many years. He sounds like he was completely insane, but somebody who has maybe got, you know, a few more actual credentials as opposed to Bonucci's guy. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's a bit of a revolution in football. I think that's necessary anyway, but there are other teams doing better than us anyway without this kind of help. And I think that, you know, sort of keeping the same team, working with it. Um, not, I'm not saying keeping this team necessarily. We have to build with better players, but we have to make it look like it's a gradual revolution and one that is made with signings that make sense. So bringing in a Gabby goal, for example, makes zero sense. In the, if you're not going to play him, if his co- if his if his agent is going to moan all season, if it looks like you just bought him because he sounded like the freshest, you know the freshest piece of meat on the menu, then what's the point? Uh, I, I hate quoting Juventus because, ugh, but they do seem to have this down better than many other teams in Europe even. They do seem to sign players that actually make sense to their project. There seems to be what Mancini bemoaned as a project, as a project, as a plan. If it's done coherently, if it's done gradually, then yeah, you'll build belief. Inter Milan have not had that, and uh, and I think we have a little fear as well of handing over the reins to somebody who isn't good enough because we did the same with Mazzari. Mazzari got more time than your average inter sacked coach of late, but Mazzari was a disaster for many reasons, including the squad, incidentally. But that doesn't mean just because he failed that the next guy won't, whoever the next guy is. But uh, this kind of worries me because we have to really, the manager we pick, we'll have to trust, we'll have to really sort of go. Well, look, we're going with you. We're not going with you for now but it's for the next three, four seasons. That's why I find a lot of the inter-vitriol to be quite irritating, because it's as if this kind of decline was a complete surprise. It's a surprise, but it shouldn't be a complete surprise. We're not that good in the first place.
0: You see, I, um, I, want, I, want, I want to get into that, so don't, don't yeah. get into that yet just yet, because I, I want to talk about that, too. Um, what do you think, uh, Max? Uh, do you, do you, would you agree with what Eduardo says? Re, re, yeah, uh, uh,
2: I think uh, the, what he alluded to, belief... That's the, that's the key word for me. Um, everyone uh, associated with the club, from the players, the fans, the directors, kind of always expect the worst to happen. And when something does go wrong, it kind of snowballs and, into two or three crises a year. Every season we have two or three, it seems like.
1: Absolutely. And, uh,
2: yeah. And that's not normal. But,
0: but, but, <laughs> but no. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, there is so much not normal here. We're not even going to get into the normality discussion. Because it's late. This is Inter, man. There's so much... I mean, God, there's nothing normal about this club. It never has been. It's kind of, kind of part of the charm, I'd say. But no, I wanted to touch on what Eduardo said about that maybe we... That, do you think... Do you agree with him, though? No, he said that we overestimated the, the quality of this squad.
2: I like this squad on paper. I mean, Jean Mario, uh, Euro Cup winner, uh, Benagón, a free transfer... Gabby Goal was hyped up. I think I read a stat that uh, said had the most goals out of any player under 21. Um, I might have read that wrong. But, uh, um, yeah, I I think on paper this is a a team that should have finished in the top four. But uh, I just want to sneak this point in uh, real quick. If we look at all the managers that uh, were fired or walked away, they've had success recently. It's not
0: that.
2: Yeah, Benitez. He just led Newcastle to uh, the Premier League promotion. Gasparini, yeah, he was, he was a jerk, but look where he led, the, he's led Atlanta to heights they haven't seen in, in decades. Uh, Ranieri won uh, the Prem with uh, Leicester last season, so it's, it's not the managers, it's us.
0: Thank you. And also Mazzari has been doing pretty decently in, in the Premier League. With Watford, League. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Except for his English.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I I I I did. Did no one at Watford listen to that before they pressed the publish button? Like, I don't know. He was. <laughs> I would like to welcome you. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I, oh, it's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! Yeah, that, that that to me is the frog of the year. <laughs> if you, if you, if one of the. Oh my god! Awkward as hell. Anyway, no. But speaking of which. Um, I, I, I let me put it to you this way. I think that if given the situation Inter were in, uh, that Mancini had finally stabilized things, you know, last season. He got us, we were never below fourth. We were even leading the Serie A for quite a few uh, rounds there, which hadn't happened in a very long time. And he 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 seemed to have stabilized it. And then all Inter had to do, Was to sort out his contract situation to give him, you know, two years, so that he could have this season as well, give him a one-year extension, give him, you know, to say that okay, we believe in him for two more seasons, at least, and then given him the players he wanted, and I, I can guarantee you that this would never have happened. Instead, into you know, Mm -hmm. bringing new owners. Uh, who want to do their thing? Mancini then feels that, okay, this is enough is enough already because it's too much chaos. Uh, he doesn't get any other players he wants. Uh, he, you know it's just a complete shit show. and then they you know he gets he 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 leaves they you know suning still take a back seat and let tohir do what he wants. They bring in uh, de Boer, and I'm thinking, well, what the hell do you expect? no matter who you sign. The season's going to be screwed anyway, you know, and and I think that this was this was just a disaster waiting to happen. I don't think necessarily the squad, if I look at it quality wise, it's that much poor, it's it's that much worse than than, than it was last season. I think attacking wise we're much more better than we were last season, but I think it, it's, as, it's as both of you had said, it's, it's this kind of we haven't been um, we haven't been. Uh, there's no, there's no stability, there's no, there's no consistency, there's no long-term project, nothing like that. And now I feel that there is. I, I really feel that there is, uh, because with Suning, now they've shown that they mean business. I think this is the first time they've really taken over now, uh, since like the first Mercato for real, uh, that they, you know, and and with the appointment of Sabatini and all the people that are coming in. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not too disappointed. I'm not too worried going into the future. I think that I just hope, and this is what I want to move on to, is the next coach. Uh, now, I reported on goal that they were going to have a meeting with Simeone after the fate of Atletico Madrid uh, had been known. It seems that they've already, they've, they have had that and that Simeone turned them down. I can't, uh, I, I've never believed, and I've always said on this show... Uh, for months, that I think that all Inter are for Conte is leverage. I,
1: I yes, at agree at completely.
0: Least, at least at this point in time, I think it's all just leverage about him getting himself a better deal and better uh, position at uh, at the Chelsea. Uh, that, that's all it is. And I think if he wins the FA Cup and wins the double in his first season, then he's untouchable. Then they'll just—it's not just monetary wise. He'll also be able to decide more at the club and be able to bring in the players he wants to bring in. Uh, So for me, for me, that was whole the whole whole Conte thing was just leverage, Uh, at least for now. I I wouldn't be surprised if Conte would like to come back and then take over Inter in order to to, to fight with Juve. I think that is the kind of challenge he would like. That you know he created this Frankenstein's monster that is Juventus uh, by you know with the three years that they won. You know this this new Juve he's he's built that and then for him to come back and be the guy who kind of kills that monster, I think is a challenge that he would just love. Uh, but but I don't see it happening this time soon. Simeone has I think been very clear with that he wants to transport this uh, you know he wants to he, his run ends when he when they move into the new stadium um and and he wants to be a part of that. So that that relieves us uh, Spalletti I think which is a, which is the only realistic maybe not so sexy name but it's the only realistic name that I think that knows the league that is also a very, very strong character. You know, Spalletti is, is, is a strong, strong person. He won't, he, he's very bullheaded. You know, he'll, he won't be afraid to criticize. Uh, he, he, he'll, he'll, you know, he, <laughs> he is a strong character. And I, and I think he's the kind of guy that also likes younger players. So that I think that's good for Gabigol, Caprari, all these other, you know, Sunny, I'm talking about young players. And also, above all, Sabatini's there. Uh, Sabatini is the CEO of football for Suning meaning that he's the one who oversees both YanShu and Inter. And I think that that is what gives me hope. And that's, what, that's why I feel that they're going to do something, build something serious. I just hope uh, that Spalletti isn't made to feel or seem as Inter's seventh or eighth choice uh, in terms of coaching, so that he begins on a on a negative on a on a negative capital once joining. Uh, other than that, I don't see anyone I don't see anyone but Spalletti uh, realistically, and I also I'm I'm also not looking. I'm also feeling rather positive about it. What do you think, uh, Max?
2: You agree? Well, I wish I could agree with you, Nima. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Super stoked about Spalletti coming to Inter. Um, he is the most realistic option. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but uh, it's tough for me to get uh, to get excited about Spalletti. He, you said, he's definitely not the sexy choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it's in the realm of possibility that he stabilizes the club and, and he has a good run. Um, him, like you said, him and Sabatini work well together. They're um, on safe Ah... I'm just disappointed. If we don't get Sim- Simeone, I'll I'll, just, I'll be very very disappointed. I'm sorry
0: to disappoint you, but I mean, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I reported what it I know. Happen. Yeah, I reported what I know, and, and, and now basically got confirmed that there is no he's not leaving Atletico. It's just not happening. <sighs> you know, I'm sorry, but like we reported, it, I reported it for Goal. What we knew and what we knew at the time was this: that he was open to meeting with them, and now we know that he's turned them down.
2: What about Pacchettino? What do you guys? How do you guys feel about him?
0: I to me, that's a hail mary. That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: what, what I mean. Wait. Yeah, I mean also the way he's talked about his interview with the Evening Standard. I think today was published or yesterday, uh, where he spoke about that. Me and David Levi came on this project to take it into harbor, to take it home, and we're only two years into it. So I don't, I don't, I don't see him leaving. I think he too also wants to stay. You know, I mean, think about it. That club has never been at a better position in their modern history than they are right now. They have a, why would he want to leave? I mean, two second finish play, finishes in the Premier League. He's got a young squad that can still develop. Again, in the Premier League, uh, Champions League. I, I, for me, Pochettino would be insane if Pochettino left. He would be insane if he
2: left. So it's going to be Spalletti, isn't it? It has to be Spalletti. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, oh it's, my! It's, it's either Spalletti or Jardim, and that just that provokes me, because <laughs> because no, no, that made, that makes me angry. But not because I yeah. think Jardim is a bad coach, mm-hmm. It's because I think that again with the De Boer choices, you know, it's this, true. this 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 club needs someone who can stabilize it, and Spalletti plays good football. Uh, Spalletti, you know, if you look at what he's done with Roma, he's always finished second or third with Roma. Like, he's never really failed at Roma or, or any club in, in Italy, to be honest with you. Um, he's always been really, really good, and he can, he can work with a young, young group of players. And as I said, I mean, if Spalletti comes, then, they, you know, then they'll have to buy his kind of players. We're talking mm. Manolas, Nainggolan, you know, those kinds of players. And if that happens, then I have no problem with it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not a fan of Spalletti either. You know? I'm definitely not a fan of Spalletti. I, I would have you know, given my kidney for Simeone because I think he would be perfect in so many ways. But I think Spalletti at this point is... Not that we would be lucky, but we should be, we should be, great, we should be happy that he even considers coming to Inter, to be honest with you. Because I mean, who else would you want, Who else in the right mind would come to Inter right now?
1: Well,
0: there's point. Yeah, but Zenga's different. But I know. know, I know. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, not, not
2: realistic. I'm just
0: no, no. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like who, who yeah, in the right, true. who in their right mind would come to Inter during in the midst <laughs> of all this complete shit show that has been going on? Like honestly, who would do that?
1: Well, the hope yeah. is that he'd have a chat with Suning, and that Suning turn out to be what you think they are, which I think is. Uh, reasonable, uh, and uh, the but the thing is, yeah, if you get a Spalletti guy, you have to back him. And what's quite ironic about Spalletti is that we think that he has only kind of one style of football, but in fact, his entire career, he's always had to make do with teams that really did not buy the players he wanted. Exactly. He never really got them at Roma. He had to adopt, adapt, and improve. He got people like... Tadei and Cassetti and Toneto to play really well. He had to move Totti as a false nine. Yeah, here he got El Shirawi, but beyond that, I think Roma have bought the players that made sense to them, and they've just gotten on with it. And he's gotten on with it. In fact, it's quite ironic, because he is probably the one coach, actually. I've just contradicted myself, but I think he's the one coach you could probably pick up right now. I, I don't know if he'd come, but you know, you could maybe get Spalletti and not even necessarily get his players, because I think he's that... I know he's associated with attacking good football, but I think he's much more flexible than that. He can be much more flexible than that. And Jardine as well, incidentally. I think the Jardine is nothing like the Boer. He could actually do a very good job with the players he's got. I don't know why he'd come here, but, you know, he's played all sorts of football with Monaco. It was attacking this season because he had the players to do it, but when he didn't, it was a whole lot more defensive. So, Yeah. I just think that whichever manager takes over, he's going to have that hall of sort of Conte, Simeone never really going away. And uh, that's well, that's
0: a, that's just that's. That, that, you see, I agree one hundred percent with that. They need to. That's why it's so important that they back this guy up right, by giving him a mercato, because no, nothing talks as much as when you talk with your money. You know what I mean? And if they buy Spalletti type players, the kind of you know, the, the kind of midfielders and central yeah. defenders and fullbacks that he wants. So then i say do it you know there's no uh, telling
1: what could happen because spalletti's never had that kind of thing and if you actually gave him those players I, th- I think that with roma a lot of the a lot of the stuff that he did was way beyond the club's means in some ways last absolutely. year he took a team that couldn't stop drawing at home and suddenly they went on a romp that included losing once to juventus when he was accused of being too defensive and i think his, me- his message was i'm not bothered with this game I'm just going to focus on the rest of the season, and they never lost again, hardly ever drew. You know, this season's been pretty good. The Champions League, you can argue, has a lot to do with the club buying for because that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, I mean, half the full-backs got in- injured immediately, and they gave away Zekanovic. I-, I don't know, but you-, you get the feeling that if you actually bought him a couple of players, we'd actually be rather good. And I think with-, with Roma, he was sort of saying, oh, it's the same old problems, the same old this. Inter Milan would be an adventure for him. It could turn out to be very sour, but it would at least be different. I think he thinks that he's in some sort of Groundhog Day with Roma, that it's always going to be this. And I think every time he took those teams to second place, it was also because there was something, there was another opponent who was just much better. You know, Inter Milan were building on 2006, 2007. We were just stronger than they were. And Then in 07, 08, we just about managed to squeeze over the line. And last season, you had Juventus. So I'm not. The more I think about Spalletti, the more I like him actually. Yeah, on on paper, on first impression, I'm worried, but I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I go, actually, yeah, why not?
0: The thing is, I don't know what I think is basically this: that when I when I think of Spalletti, you know, as I said, I've never been a big fan of his, you know, ever. But if you look at, I mean, this is the coach that has finished second with Roma two seasons in a row. Before that, he was at uh Zenit where he won uh, two leagues and two cups and super cups and he got them to the, the their furthest they've ever been in the Champions League etc etc before that at Roma they were constantly second place behind Inter before that at Udinese he did really well i mean th- he's never really failed at a job sure he you know he got sacked after 4 years at, at Zenit but he still won something there He's still See, done true, something so true true so he's never really bombed as such anywhere. But I th- and I think that you know, given who's around, um, and given that a hey, Simeone and Conte are unattainable and they they said no, then then I say bring this guy in and give him a chance because, but back him up all the way. Then you have to buy Manolas. You have to buy you know, you know you have to bring in the Rudiger's, the Manolas, the nine the full backs, you've got to give him the full backs he wants. And, and then I think that he could actually do something. I mean, like, as you said, he's always worked wonders. I mean, with Perotta, remember Perotta was playing as a left winger, which is hardly his position. He played that for like three, four seasons under Spalletti. Yeah. He did it really, really well. You know, so, so this guy, you know, he's, he's, he's not, maybe he's the sexiest name, but he's actually a decent coach. And, and I think, you know, as I said, if, it, if Sabatini wasn't there if Sabatini hadn't been there as the CEO of football, overseeing everything, I would have been shit scared when they mentioned Spalletti's name. I would have crapped myself because then it's, it's, it's Gasperini all over again, in my opinion. Bringing a player, bringing a coach that wants to play a certain kind of football and then not give him what he wants. Um, but, but with Sabatini there, that, kind of, that gives me a bit of a comfort because it makes me feel that, okay, well, maybe they do know what the hell they're doing. You know what I mean?
2: You guys are sipping the Spalletti Kool Aid already,
0: eh? This is Kool Aid.
2: Yeah, I understand where you guys are coming from. You're, you're coming from a very realistic, uh, realistic side. Um, I just think this club needs a real shot in the arm. Like, you know, I'm not sure Spalletti's the name to re-energize this fan base, but uh, oh, yeah. it
0: isn't. It definitely isn't. And I can tell you now that if they, if they if they bring in they bring in Spalletti and announce signings like Simon Kiar from Fenerbahce, there will be riots. There, there, there will be riots. There is no doubt in my mind. I think I think they need to. Let me just put it out there. If any one of you guys at Inter are listening, if you're bringing in Spalletti, you need to bring in Naingolan and Manolas and those kinds. of, You know, Salah or big name players, because in order to cool everyone off because if you don't you come here with simon Kiar and luciano spalletti and expect people to like applaud you because this is the the, the patience the patience of the fan base is after six years of eric Tohir, it's just non-existent they don't have people the fans don't have any patience anymore they they, they've reached boiling point and beyond so play your cards right here man (laughs) that's all i'm saying
2: so yeah let's let's have some uh, stability some continuity let's let's give this guy a chance around him with yeah guys he knows bringing the players he wants and let's see what happens I mean we haven't yeah let's have a manager for more than one season in a row and <laughs> see what happens
0: here's here's a novel idea how about giving the manager who you think should take care of the team for the season a proper entire preseason <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's too much it's too much
0: <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's a crazy idea but it might just work I mean whoever it is I just hope they bring him in soon give him the chance to work proper pre-season and then, and then we'll take it from there in August those are my two cents
1: makes sense
2: Right. I mean, that's potentially,
1: well, potentially why sacking Pioli now is a good idea. If it means that Spalletti, who isn't agreeing uh, to a new deal with Roma, you could just nab him now immediately. Even though I don't think that's why it was done, that could be one advantage of getting rid of Pioli now. It's just going like, right, end of speculation, this is the guy we're going with.
2: Mm,
1: uh, I think
0: so too. I think that's what they were yeah. thinking as well. I agree with that.
1: I still think that Pioli was sacked because I, I think at the end of the day, like, Jin Dong Zhang must have checked out the situation and gone, we've blamed which is, what I respect about Suning incidentally was that they were actually laying the blame at the players door, whether fairly or unfairly, they were the ones who actually weren't pointing the finger at the manager or failing to defend him, they were going like come on guys, you know, shape up shape up or ship out um, I, I, and I'm someone who doesn't necessarily agree with blaming the players but at least it was refreshing to see them get the finger pointed at them compared to the coach uh, you see, so
0: that's, that's another reason why I think that this, why I have so much faith in Suning, is because I think that it's, they're, they're really creating a revolution here. I think there's a lot of players that are going to get sold this summer. Maybe not 15 players, because they're not insane, but uh, there's going to be some five, six players who leave, without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm not talking just the Jovetic's, the and all these players we got loaned out everywhere, which will give us a tidy sum. I'm thinking Brozovic, Perisic, uh, Banega... Um, you know, I think. I think, in my opinion, I think Brozovic, Perisic, Banega are are leaving this summer, uh, and so is and so is Nagatomo, and so is uh, you know. I think it was five, six, seven players are on the way out. No doubt about that in my mind. I think that's that's a big enough of a revolution, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, Brozovic and Perisic already have one foot out the door. They're they're as good as done. Yeah, yeah
0: I agree. Right. Well, um, we, um, we, we, we do play uh, Lazio on Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's uh, Lazio who will be coming from the Coppa Italia final where, uh, and the season where I think they've had probably the best. I mean, uh, they're one of my favorite teams to watch this season. I love oh, yeah. their midfield. I love their midfield. I love their attack. Uh, Immobile, Keita, Filippo Anderson, Parolo, Bilia. I think they've got a lovely squad and I think they've got a coach who's done brilliantly well. Um, I think they'll finish fourth um, and uh, they haven't secured the fourth spot just yet, but they could if they beat Inter uh, on su- Sunday night, which, uh, well, will they or won't they? What do you think, Max?
2: Oh, absolutely! They're going to win by a couple goals, no doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this team's packed it in; they're, they're already on holiday. Um, yeah, Lazio—they're uh, going to be obviously uh, recovering from hopefully their win <laughs> in the uh, Coppa Italia final. But uh, yeah, this this team—I told you weeks ago—this team is done, done and dusted. They don't care.
0: They don't care. They really don't care, and I think it showed against Sassuolo how little they cared. Um, no, I think I think I think I think Lazio will win 3-1. Uh, Immobile will score two. Baldequeta will score one, and Icardi will score one. What about you, Max? Predictions, goal scorers?
2: Uh two nothing. Immobile with both for Lazio.
0: Edo?
1: No, I think no. I can't. I can't sucker myself into believing. No. And the thing is that like, Lazio turned over against Fiorentina, and they still managed to lose four three. They still played like a very good game. Yeah, we'll probably lose. Uh, I think one goal is going to come from a set piece, uh, and I think Milinkovic-Savic will probably, you know, throw yeah, in his if you lot wanna as well. Buy,
0: if if you want to buy Lazio players, buy him, God, buy damn it. him. Yes, I mean Jesus Christ, I love that guy. Him and so Balde. Close. Balde, Keita, I mean, those two, if you're going to buy Lazio players, those are the two you want to go for. Jesus Christ, the midfield player of that kid and the wing player of Balde, I mean, buy them. <laughs> buy them.
1: Yeah, with Keita as well, that's the problem is that if you were to perform well towards the end of the season, it may hurt Juventus in the Coppa Italia and it may hurt them in the sense that his value is going to sort of increase again when they were hoping that his arguments with Lazio were going to lower his price. And since his deal expires next summer, they could get him at a cheaper rate, force Lazio to basically not sell him, not give him away for free. But I think a lot of the Cater stuff as well is a little bit like the Pandev situation where he gets a lot of shade thrown at him because he won't agree to Latito's kind of... I thought it was very unprofessional that Lazio called him out at the start of of this season. Oh, yeah, he's been unprofessional. He's been this, he's been that. And basically what it means is he wouldn't agree to a Latito contract. And thus he got all sorts of shade thrown at him and i think that's really unfair because he's a very talented young man and i don't yeah um i, I don't believe a lot of the hype about him being a sort of bad boy I, I i don't necessarily believe that if we can get him for like you know 25 million that would be quite a reasonable deal you could do a lot with that at the and, and
0: and and he's a Spaletti player i mean if if uh, if uh, perisic and brozovic you get 60 70 million for those two I say put Keita Balde is one of your, you know, Berardi and him are one of are, are immediately two players that you should sign.
1: Here's my question: Why Sal Parasic Is my question. I'd like to know because, what you guys
0: because he's only got, as far as I know, two years left on his contract and he yeah. wants
1: to leave. He wants yeah. to play in
2: the Premier League and he yeah, wants and he Champions wants League leave. football. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so exactly. May, so may as well cash in, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. It's basically that. That's all it is. It's not. It's nothing else than that. Because I really liked, enjoyed him watching him play. But, and I would love for him to stay, but I just don't see that happening. He's 28 years old. He wants to start winning things. And I think that's what it is. And Brozovic, well, I think he's, a, he's more a Premier League kind of player than he is a Serie A player. I don't, I don't think the Serie A suits him. I think the Premier League suits him much, much better. I think it's better for him. Uh, it mm. suits his kind of play, his kind of football. And I think he'll have a much better career. So I don't think he's a poor player. It's just yeah. that he doesn't suit this league.
1: And I, it, I, I like the sort of Perisic argument as well because um, I know a lot of us criticise Akadi but I think if there's one guy who I've always expected more of it's Perisic, even though he works hard in defence, I, I just find there's something missing. And I think that if we can get, say, £35 million for a talent like that, I think we're going to end up uh, on the sort of winning side of that deal because I don't think he's necessarily worth all that much. I think there's something just a little bit missing from his repertoire, like his dribbling stats quite sh- quite inaccurate when he shoots
0: I think a little bit of a can there's a lot of
1: waste going down those wings as well I I'm think he's got
0: Ant- I think he's got Antonio Conte written all over him it's got Chelsea written all over him he's he's such a Conte player you know runs up and down but to if he lose hazard
1: three.
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah but even if they don't if they're going to play in the champions league i think i think he's he's uh, hazard can play as a striker Artista he can play in lots of roles no i i, I just don't for me, it's he's got Chelsea or Man United written all over him. He'd be perfect for both of those two coaches.
2: Absolutely. He, he, I thought he was excellent for us during the first half of the year. I think he kind of, uh, uh, after the Torino game, that, that he just said, that's enough. Something happened. Mm. I mean, he missed all those chances and he just shut her down for the year.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Torino game wasn't his best. Yeah.
2: Right, let's move to the part of the show
0: where we pay tribute as well as rip the piss out of something, starting with the Frog of the Week with Mr. Max DeLuca.
2: I was hoping I could do this at least once this season, and the Frog of the Week is the man himself, André Ranocchia. Um, (laughs) Did you guys see his howler? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the big swing mm. in, min- in the third minute. Um, yeah, Michael Dawson, just normal fare, just headed the ball back to him, and Ranocchia tried to boot it out, but uh, completely whiffed on it, we allowed Zaha to score uh, in the third minute. That kind of set the tone for the game. Hull City lost 4 nothing, and uh, were in turn relegated. So, yeah.
0: It was such well, a Ranocchia. It it, <laughs> it it, it, Ranocchia-esque. It <laughs> It was such a Ranocchia-esque move. Unattacked. Un- like, he, w- he just looked like his entire body was just not in balance and on the ball. And then he looked so, so clumsy. And then, oh, it was, it, it was just Ranocchia in a, in a nutshell. And it's so unfair because he's been really good since leaving for Hull these past He has this, been. This six months. He's been really good. He's been one of the best s- central defenders of the Premier League. that like consistently performing. And then he goes and does something like that. And it's like, and that gets them relegated. I don't know who this guy's car is, what this car the guy's car. Like. <laughs> he, he's not he's not lucky. Let me put it to you that way. He's he was lucky. Paul
1: Potts in a previous life. <laughs> <laughs> Like cl-
2: classic Renockia. That's what that's what the Hull City fans are gonna remember him for. Unfortunately, they're not gonna remember his uh, solid form in the three months before that. They're gonna remember this tall, lanky guy miss kicking, totally whiffing on the ball in the third minute, which yeah set the tone for their four nothing loss, which saw them relegated. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but he fro- is the frog of the week.
0: He is, he is, (laughs) poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's move on to uh, something slightly more positive, this week's Moratti with Mr. Eduardo Dalmonte.
1: Oh my God, he is beautiful! He is beautiful, Yeah! Our morality of the week is Italo-Brazilian, I'm not going to say star, although he was a star on Sunday, Adair, um, who basically said, if you don't want Inter 100%, it's best you say so and just leave. Inter does not deserve another year like this. I am always honest and give my all. We need people who have character, so if they don't feel up to the task, they need to tell the club, uh, end quote, although I didn't stay I didn't say open quote, but yeah. And uh, I really like that. I really like to hear that from a player, even though I don't necessarily believe in a lot of this, like motivation, hot takes. I did notice earlier on the season that a would be sort of giving, you know, high-fiving everybody in the dressing room even when he wasn't starting. I find that he's actually a bit of a square peg in a round hole at Inter. Um, I struggle to believe that he's ever going to really do anything here. But yeah, it's the kind of spirit that we needed, and it's the kind of spirit that we needed... It. I'm just saying this more for the fans because the Ultras had every right to leave the Curva uh, 20 minutes in uh, into the Sassuolo game. Uh, it, it's horrible that, I think, two games ago, we could basically say the season was over. Um, and that was just horribly dispiriting. And it was good to see that somebody was out there who cared. Uh, I do still think that sort of, even inter-psychological problems are more complicated than that. But it's good to see that there is one guy who at least is going to just sort of try and fight this and just keep going. You could see in that game, he brutally, brutally tackled. I believe it was uh, Gregoire de Ferrell at one stage. He just, I think the ball just went past him a little bit, and you could see him putting that extra bit of effort in to scythe down the Frenchman and just wreck him. And I think he got carded for it as well. And you could see him chasing down every ball. He scored that goal, admittedly deflection. But yeah, it was good to see somebody give it 100% and. Well, you know, he actually wrote, uh, he wrote a check that his mouth was then fully able to, to, to cash. So, yeah. Okay, that's Interresti. not correct. His mouth wrote a check that he was able to cash. <laughs> yeah, okay. Interest, you throw a lot of
2: shade at him, Dad, and I'm not sure if he deserves uh, all of it. In uh, terms of an effort, a
1: commitment, absolutely not. He doesn't deserve any of it. But it's true that there will be a game he plays really well, and a game in which you're just wondering what he's doing on the pitch. Uh, I, I wonder. Yeah, totally the. Inconsistent. Sorry. So yeah, totally
2: inconsistent,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think it brings me back to the first season he came to Serie A with Samp, uh, in which basically, and I think a lot of us would have agreed with the statement of he doesn't belong here, he doesn't belong in the top division, and I think he needed persistence, he needed the clubs to believe in him, he needed constant playing time to become that kind of guy, and he doesn't really have that at Inter, and uh, yeah, sorry for interrupting you, but that's what I wanted to say. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I got. I agree. I think that's a really nice uh, Moratti, and I agree. I, I, I loved hearing that, and I also loved hearing what um, what uh, Handanovic had to say after the game, saying, "I'm not, you know, enough with the talking. I'm not going to, you know, f- mess around with the fans anymore because they don't deserve it. This is ridiculous. This is another disastrous season, and 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 we don't deserve this. And 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 it, we need to we need to change everything from from the bottom up, and and that's that's exactly what's going to happen at the club. This isn't, you know. The reason, I mean, you talk about a Saturday night massacre politically in the US and when, when Nixon fired everything and everyone in one night. That's kind of what happened the other night when, when Pioli was sacked and all of a sudden Sabatini was appointed and then all these other guys are going to come in. Mm-hmm. This isn't just talk. These guys mean business. Suning have been basically for the past 10 months keeping in the background, fixing all the finances and everything surrounding that and kind of studying and making an evaluation of who needs to come and go, and now they're going to put those plans into action, Uh, and Sabatini's going to be their guy who runs it, and I think he's the perfect guy to run it.
2: I hope you're... No, I'm not too worried. I hope you're right, Nima. but like being an Inter fan is like being in an unfulfilling, unstable relationship. Like Yes. You're, 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 the spouse always says, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, and we believe it, and we believe it, and you know what? Rarely changes.
0: It's like being married to a bipolar alcoholic.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> I mean, you said, you wrote in your piece that Inter oh, bipolar but, a couple yeah. of years back, but... I mean, bipolar is a, is a disease. You can't help that. I, the reason why I want to add the addiction part is, sure, it's a disease as well, but there is a choice part there as well. You know, I will change. I swear I'll, I'll make you better. You know, all that stuff. That's the alcoholic side of it. And that's why I say that it's like, it's like being in a, like a marriage with an alcoholic, bipolar, crazy person. <laughs>
2: It'll
0: keep you on your toes. That's <laughs>
1: They'll do enough to keep you there as well. They'll do enough to, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. win against they here, and oh, yes, they us stay together forever. Ah,
0: <laughs> 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 But I gotta say, what what Icardi did today as well, I thought was really nice uh, and deserving of a more, uh, of a Moratti as well, because he said that I'm gonna, I want to play Champions League with this club because I love this club, and I think it's nice to hear that from him, because I think that he gets a lot of undeserved shit. You know, uh, you know, he scored. His goal-scoring record is insane. He's, you know, he's probably the only 40-class that we have. And still, the Inter fans attack him. Uh, and of course, he should be attacked because he's the captain of the team. And therefore, he's the symbol of this Inter. No doubt about that. But I think that it, criticizing is one thing. But saying that he needs to be sold because he's shit is, is going a bridge too far. In my oh, opinion.
1: didn't you hear? He doesn't score important goals. He just scores unimportant goals against Crotone and Fiorentina. That's the latest hot take I heard. Because he's <laughs> uh, three goals against Fiorentina. If he hadn't scored them, we'd have won anyway. Oh, no way. Uh,
0: y- yeah, the, goal, the team he scored the most goals at in the Serie A happens to be Juventus and Gigi Buffon. So I don't really know where they pulled that one out of their asses, but th- that's just not true. Do sco- you think? The t- the, yeah, I mean, Juventus is the, goal, is the team he scored the most Serie A goals against. Yeah, he's the
2: Juve killer. Um do you guys think he's going to get stripped of the captaincy? If they do that, they might as well sell him.
1: Yeah, I, sure actually. Yeah.
2: I think I, he deserves another year at least.
0: I don't think you would strip him of his captaincy. You don't you, the captaincy is not just something you give you you give around like that. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, if you're the captain, you're the captain unless you do with John Terry, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> or, or something like horrible, you know, like that. But uh, he's our captain until he's at this club. I think he should be the captain, full
2: stop. I agree. Yeah. Was well that?
1: I think as well. There's something else. Uh, the defense will still have leaders even without a captain. And the thing is, the fact that Joao Miranda isn't that outspoken doesn't particularly help. It would actually be quite nice to have somebody there who is a loudmouth, you know, a Lucio or a Samuel. Uh, Yeah, so if we wanted to buy a central defender, I would actually love if it was like some sort of loudmouth. Pepe! Pepe. Pepe Pepe's coming. (laughs) Even in central midfield, I mean, Kondogbia, he's a wonderful human being, but he's not that kind of guy yet. He hasn't got the confidence. Gagliardini's 12. Uh, (laughs) You you need somebody there who's going to just like yell at people because, you know... Pepe! Pepe's coming. Yes! I'm telling you. The of Seville. You can always never but yeah.
0: No, but yeah, he's, he's coming. And, and, I, and, and, you know, everyone was like, oh, is that good? Is that bad? I'm like, well, he'll be replacing Nokia, so what do you think?
1: <laughs>
0: it's a step forward. I mean, and also, Pepe is a mean son of a bitch, and that's what we need. We need a mean son of a bitch to, to kick ass in training, you know what I mean? yeah. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even mind bringing in Ibrahimovic, not to sign him, just to have him go there and just look angry like only Therapy. he can do, and scare people to death, you know what I mean? Like the, the, that's, that's what I miss about that Inter. Think about it. Samuel, Cordoba, Ibra, Viera you know, these guys, they would rather...
2: Materazzi, you know, yeah, materazzi. absolutely. They would,
0: you know, they would rather... You know, they didn't particularly like each other, but they, didn't wa- they, they would rather die than lose. I mean, I, watching Inter's training sessions back then, it was scary. Because I, I, I never forget, it, like... Ibrahimovic and Cordoba went head-to-head in a, in a 50-50 challenge where, if it was on the pitch, both would get sent off. <laughs> <And>, uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> and and they just both go into it, and it, it was like you were expecting basically like a nuclear meltdown to ensue, and and they just you just hear boom like that, and they both obviously Cordoba flies because Ibra is Ibra, but still he just dusts himself up, up off and stands up and then goes up him again, and that's how it should be at, at Inter. It's not. It's it's too much smiley, happy, joyy. You know, it's, it's too much of a social club. And, and you don't win titles when you're a social club. And that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see at Inter. I want, I want that kind of Inter.
2: Absolutely. Uh, before, right. I, before I forget, guys, sorry, Nima. Um, I really wanted Oblak to come to Inter. Like, really wanted him to come to Inter. But uh, his agent statements that pretty much rules it out. Yeah. Uh, thank okay. you, Nima.
0: That, yeah. Uh, that's... that's, uh, that's uh, let's, and now it's time for this week's Moji, huh? with, uh, actually, I'll be presenting myself. <laughs> and, as uh, our dear friend uh, Max DeLuca alluded to, uh, my Moji of the week is Jan Oblast. <laughs> because there's, there's one thing to, to say that, you know we're not interested, or Jan is, Jan is, is looking to do to, to to go elsewhere in his career, or blah, blah, blah. But his actual quote was, Inter, are you joking? There's only one team in Italy, that's Juve. Now, that's just unnecessary and incredibly unprofessional. And that's something that no one will forget. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I'm not holding this against Black, but um, his agent just made himself enemies for no reason. And it's incredibly unprofessional. All good agents will never ever go out and say stuff like that. Never. No matter how crazy shit Rayola has ever said in his life, it's always been calculated. It's never been to create enemies like that. It's always, it's, he's never said that, ha, huh, we would never play for that piece of shit club. Like, he would never do that because that's just stupid. You've got to be a little bit, you know, you got to be a bit more professional, diplomatic. This guy just flew off the handle and said there's only one club in Italy and that's Juve. Now, oh, there's a reason why he does that because Buffon is retiring and they, obviously he would like Oblak to, to replace uh, Buffon at uh, Juve, etc., etc. But still, it's a very unprofessional thing to say and for that he's this week's Moji. Right, uh, that was uh, that. Um, it was a great being back again. Uh, we're going to do this uh, for the oh, yeah. We're going to keep doing these for these for the next uh, the, the two last um, episodes of the week. We're also working on getting David Amoyal for the last season, for the for the end of the end of the season show, where we'll be discussing Inter's uh, uh, season as well as uh, uh, tar- uh, possible targets on the transfer window. And we'll be sure to get you guys to send in questions to David uh, when that happens. I just need to confirm it with him. But we've spoken and he said yes. But we need to confirm uh, confirm all the details. Uh, but uh, so I'd like to thank uh, Max for joining me.
2: Thanks, guys. Keep faith, ragazzi.
0: And I'd also like to thank Mr. Eduardo Del Monte. Thanks very
1: much, guys. Yeah, keep keep the faith. Keep the faith. Yes, keep the faith. We've got nothing else to do, so we may as well. <laughs> 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 And, with those and by the way, Yano in... Black's agent will pocket 12.5% of any sale. So he's a mini-Ryella in his own way, only nowhere near as clever. Sorry, quick, quick mm. intermission. <laughs> and with those inspirational
0: words from Eduardo Almonte, my name is Nima Tavale ruzzari and sempre e solo, Forza Ibra.